Welcome to Better Days Season 6. My name is Wesley Town, and I am so glad you are joining me today. Better Days is a listener-supported nonprofit seeking to bring hope, awareness, and education to the human experience of mental health and suffering. We aim to deconstruct misconceptions of what it means to be human and follow Jesus. If you'd like to learn more or support our work, you can check out our website, betterdaysfmly.co. Again, that's betterdaysfmly.co. Hi, Better Days family. I'm so glad that you joined me today for a conversation around processing a crisis and how Jesus gives us a clear example around this. I'm going to begin by stating the obvious. This year has been so hard. We can sit in that for a minute. I talked to two people recently that repeated the same line to me. 2020 has been so hard in every way. And I couldn't agree more. Recent studies around depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation are mirroring that reality. Depression has skyrocketed amongst the youngest generations. Anxiety, according to a study of 5,000 people around America by one of the leading emotional scholars in the U.S., anxiety is the number one emotion people are feeling during this pandemic. And suicidal ideation is growing immensely. This is not surprising in light of what we have lived through. However, we all need a way forward. We need a pathway to navigate this moment. How do we walk through a crisis while being human and healthy? Part of this answer is determined by how we define healthy. If we define healthy as only feeling emotions like happiness or always being uber optimistic or never facing the complex emotions that a crisis creates, then the crisis will become a crisis of perspective. But if we define healthy as feeling all emotions, leaning into the moment to navigate it to the best of our ability, listening to what we are feeling, and having an honest evaluation of human suffering, then a crisis is possible to navigate in a healthy manner. Let's start with some basic perspective of where we are at in this moment. Then I want to give you four helpful tips for navigating this moment of crisis. A crisis by definition is an event in life that brings disruption. Sometimes that disruption is anticipated. Sometimes that disruption is unanticipated. The crisis that we are living through was unanticipated. There was no roadmap for how to process this new reality. All of us have been learning as we go. 2020 has been a crisis unlike anyone has ever experienced before. What started as a health crisis turned into a series of crises. Health crisis to financial crisis to social crisis and a racial crisis. How do we process the immensity of this moment? How do we remain healthy mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually in a moment like this? Recently, I asked myself these questions. How did Jesus walk through a crisis? And how can we follow the way of Jesus in a crisis? 
I knew this would give me a pathway to process this moment in a healthy manner. The Garden of Gethsemane was Jesus' crisis moment. Jesus was about to head to the cross, and he took a small group of his closest friends to a garden that overlooked the temple in Jerusalem. He went to this location to process his impending death in prayer. And as you read through the story in Matthew and Luke, you realize that Jesus did four clear things in a moment of crisis. First, Jesus did not minimize the moment. In Matthew's account of what Jesus was facing, he quotes Jesus saying, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And then in Luke's account, Luke says, Jesus was in anguish, so much so he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus said he was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And then Luke's account describes Jesus facing this medical phenomenon called hematrodosis, where somebody is in such deep agony of stress, anxiety, fear, a moment of trauma that literally literally, their capillaries burst and they begin to sweat drops of blood. Jesus was overwhelmed and felt such deep mental and emotional anguish that, think about this, he began to sweat drops of blood. Jesus didn't minimize this moment with some hyper-spiritual cliche. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. A crisis is hard. And I always say this, hard things are hard. We have to honestly feel and process our emotions in a moment of crisis. That is a healthy response. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Second, Jesus sought the help of his father. Again, in Matthew's account, it said that he went into the garden and he began to pray this prayer. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus knew that in order to navigate this crisis, he had to rely on his father in his moment of crisis. He knew that he needed a spiritual home. He needed spiritual support. He needed spiritual guidance. And we need the same thing in a crisis. We need a spiritual home to process our pain. We need God in a crisis. The Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. God is near to every person who is overwhelmed, anxious, crushed by human pain. And we need to lean into God's support and guidance in moments of crisis, like we're living through in this current moment. The third thing Jesus did was Jesus sought the support of his friends. Matthew's gospel accounts for this, saying, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which were his closest friends, Peter, James, and John, along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Think about this. Jesus is the most spiritual and healthy human in history. And he did not try to walk through his crisis alone. He brought his closest friends with him. 
and he asked them to support him and to be close to him during this moment of crisis. He needed prayer and he needed human proximity. You know, often our answer to a crisis or a deep painful moment in life is isolation. But isolation is never the answer in a crisis. And isolation is never the answer in suffering. We need friends. We need community. We were created to find support and hope through human relationships. And Jesus gives us an example that we too need people in moments of crisis and pain. And finally, fourth, Jesus focused on what he could control. Jesus could control seeking the help of his father, inviting his friends into his moment of crisis, and doing his father's will even when it was hard and painful. He ended up going to the cross. He ended up suffering immensely, more than any human in history, both mentally, emotionally, and spiritually and relationally. He suffered in every form and facet. And it's so important for us to reflect this, to focus on what we can control in the midst of a crisis. It's a vital part of navigating through hard moments in life. When we're walking through a crisis, we need to think of these elements. First of all, we need healthy input. Because we're under a lot of stress, anxiety, we also feel the effects on our bodies physiologically, in our health. We need to make sure that we're filling ourselves up in healthy ways. We need to make sure that there is some input mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and relationally, and that we are purposely focused on filling those tanks. The second element that's really important of focusing on what we can control are healthy rhythms. Crises tend to disorient our life. It throws us out of our normal rhythms and routines. But it's so important as much as possible to really zero in on healthy rhythms during a moment of crisis. Things that we can control. I have a few categories for healthy rhythms. The first would be physical rhythms. God created your body and he wired into you three core physical rhythms. The first one is eating healthy. It affects us profoundly, especially when we're dealing with stress and depression and anxiety and all the unknowns of a crisis. The second is not just eating healthy, but movement or exercise. We were created to move, which helps us physiologically to cope with moments of stress in a crisis. And then the third, healthy sleep rhythms. Making sure that we have sleep routines, that we're getting enough sleep. We were created to have a daily Sabbath. The second category would be spiritual rhythms. We need time in prayer, time listening to God in scripture, time in silence and solitude, turning off the noise of the world, not hibernating on our phones all day or in the news feeds or what have you, actually taking time to breathe and be human. And these are really, really important. These are things that we can control, that we can choose, that are healthy rhythms during a moment of disruption. 
I believe that Jesus offers us a path through this complex and challenging moment. He was honest about how he felt. He prayed, finding help in God, and he found support in community. We can do the same things. I really hope that this helps you create some clarity around processing this moment in a healthy way and still being human. We are all trying to figure this out right now. So make sure that you are gracious and compassionate with yourself. This moment has been hard for all of us, if we're honest. Keep going. Don't lose hope. There are better days ahead. Thanks for joining me today. I would love for you to help us to spread the word to bring hope for better days to as many people as possible. You can send the podcast link to your family and friends, post something on your social media, and write a review on iTunes. As well, go check out betterdaysfmly.co for more resources. I look forward to another conversation next week. Much love to you. There are better days ahead. Thank you.